0: You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast and this is episode number 34. We are back and wrapping up our October podcast series surrounding mental health awareness. It has been my pleasure to bring you conversations that I pray will help the church share more about the hard things. I am seeing more and more of us being proactive concerning this subject and showing more compassion to our hurting brothers and sisters and so I am encouraged that we are only seeing the beginning of this wave of awareness among like-minded people. In this episode, I chat with Leah from The Fitted Gem, a personal fitness trainer who specializes in encouraging modest fashion and healthy living. Besides creating workout videos for the modern Christian girl, Leah is also very open about the topic of mental health on her Instagram page, and so she shares her heart on here today. I know that this is the perfect discussion to close our mental health awareness series in October, but do not worry, this will not be the last time that this topic will be discussed on the podcast, but it is only the beginning. If you have enjoyed this series, please let me know by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a positive review on iTunes. It helps the podcast ratings, and obviously, it encourages my heart so much as I serve you. All right, guys, let's get into this great episode. I know that you will be blessed. This is episode number 34 that I am calling Insecurities, Confidence, and Mental Health with Leah Foll. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? This podcast is brought to you by my new book, The Glitter Effect. Have you ever spilled glitter? It's almost impossible to get every speck back into the bottle. This is exactly how our influence is with the people around us. What we say and do matters, especially if we are to reflect Christ. Are you ready to leave behind a legacy that shines for Him? Then grab your copy today on Amazon by searching for The Glitter Effect or head to the show notes for a direct link. I am pleased to announce that the Hello Awesome podcast is sponsored by the modest fashion clothing brand, Nuggles. Aiming to always provide beautiful, comfortable, and affordable apparel, Nuggles desires every lady to embrace modesty with style. You don't have to break the bank or sacrifice that morning latte when you shop with Nuggles. In fact, Hello Awesome listeners can use the 10% off exclusive discount code by using Hello Awesome 10 during checkout. Go to Nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's n-u-g-g-l-e-s dot u-s to shop high-quality products to add to your modest wardrobe right now. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. Today I have a special guest here with me. I have Leah Full. She is from the Fitted Gem. You may have heard of her through Instagram. But Leah, I am so happy to have you on the podcast with me today. Can you please share with us who you are, what you do, and where people might know you from? Hi, JC. I'm so glad to uh, be interviewing with you
1: today, and it's so good to meet you over the phone. Um, I love everything that you're doing. So I am Leah Fole. I am from Tampa, Florida, and you already mentioned the Fitted Gym. Um, that is my business, my baby, my life right now. <laughs> My job is one of the coolest in the world. Um, I get to share my passion of fitness and health with the modern modest lady and really inspire them and empower them to feel comfortable moving in their modest clothing and inspiring them to kind of live their best and blessed life all around. Um, When I wanted to start this five years ago, um, it was actually six years ago now, um, that was my goal was to really empower women, not only on the physical realm, but the spiritual, emotional, and kind of provide an outlet for them um, to be able to receive all of those kinds of things from one page. So people may know me from my Instagram, it's The Fitted Gym, Um, that's where I post workouts and inspirational bits and parts of my life, and um, I love what I do, JC, I absolutely love it.
0: And I actually love watching what you do. I really do. I think it's incredible and it's so inspiring, especially for us, you know, modern Christian women who are trying to love God and obey what he wants us to do, but also take care of our body and our health as well. And I think you really inspire people to do that. I wanted to know because when you brought up Instagram, it seems like that's where people have been gravitating towards you and what you've done. How has Instagram played a role in the ministry of the fitagem
1: So I think in the past, social media has, um, you know, been kind of knocked on quite a bit, um, which is understandable. But I also think that if we could kind of turn the script a little bit and say, you know what, this is such a massive tool, um, I really think that it's imperative that we understand that reaching this generation is not going to be the same as it was in the 90s or even the early 2000s, whether you're talking about um, business or whether you're talking about ministry and talking about reaching people with the gospel. Um, and I think that it's kind of time that we really start utilizing these and working with these platforms to, um, to really show God's glory and even to promote businesses. And um, I think that if you're not on Instagram and you have a business, um, I think that we 're falling short a little bit. I think that everyone kind of could really benefit from really utilizing social media to the full its potential. so with mm-hmm. Instagram and um, the fitted gym it 's been such a big deal both in the business realm and in the ministry realm being able to really impact people on both sides of the spectrum from fitness and the gospel um, But for me and the business side, I think that you know um, you know your your sales and what you make and your impact is really only as large as the, the people that you have following you. Um, and so that was a big thing for me. It wasn't all about the numbers, but it was about making connections with people and really diving into those connections and not just saying, well, I have a thousand followers. I have 2000 followers. It was about saying, okay, how many of those thousand followers do I really know? And can I really make an impact and can I really touch, um, you know, through my life and through my living and through showing that through Instagram. So um, Instagram has definitely played a big role in both the ministry and the business of um, the fitted gym. And it's really something that I never thought. And we talked about this before. It's something that I never thought that would come of it, you know, and, and such a big impact that it's had on both me and other people. And I also think that we can utilize Instagram to cancel out all the negatives with more positives. Like, can you imagine if, more people like us, more people that had a word to share, an inspirational word, a positive word, you know, word from God to share if they actually stepped out and did it on Instagram, if we could even double the numbers that we have now. I mean, can you imagine the impact? Because me and you have a much farther reach than just um, Christians, you know? And so I, I think that it would be a a great thing if people would step out and say, hey, you know what? I really feel this on my heart and I'm going to be bold for a second and, and just do it.
0: Yeah, I'm nodding my head like so hard over here. I love everything that you <laughs> said because I do agree. I think it's just so different now. We live in an age where everybody um, is very available. You know, they're on their phone. They right. make themselves a little bit more open and um, it's just a digital age and If we can just use it as a positive tool and not be afraid of it, I think um, we can make a greater impact. And I've said this before in in past episodes is, you know, God is not surprised by social media. I think the church was. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the more I've been talking to people and on this podcast, the different guests, I'm noticing how, you know, we've all been called into very unique in different ministries. And obviously, you understand that very well with fitness. And that kind of leads me into my next question is, when did God start placing fitness on your heart? What did that look like for you in the beginning?
1: Yeah, so when I was younger, from about and I, I talked very openly about this, I have a whole blog on, um, you know, my entire relationship with food and fitness and um, really finding out who I was in God, and in the world's term, you know, they, they say that you don't know who you are, or you need to find yourself. And initially, that's what it started out as me searching. And then I realized that my identity is in Christ. And it turned from trying to find myself in fitness and health to actually being like, you know what, <laughs> this is not about me. Um, so when I was younger, um, from, you know, the first time I kind of remember kind of having an obsession with looking a certain way was when I was eight years old. I was standing in a lunch line um, at school with a girl named Jessica Brown, and um, she was a friend of mine in school. And I remember two people were comparing us to see who was the thinnest. And, you know, we're eight years old. And at the time when they went to go compare us, I remember sucking in my stomach as far as I could so I could be seen as the one that was um, the skinniest. And I was already a very tiny girl. It was just, Something in my mind that you know I wanted to achieve, and um, from then on, looking back as an older person and looking back and seeing that it breaks my heart, but uh, I can also look back and say, you know what, that was the start of um, of something that really took a lot of years of my life to overcome. And I think that sometimes we look at young kids and we don't realize um, we don't realize all the things that are coming at them, and we look at them and we think that the only thing they have to worry about is. What crayon they're going to color with, you know? What what colored pencil they're going to use, and we don't realize that they have all of these things um, that they're worrying about, and um, that's really where my heart is at as younger kids, to really younger girls specifically, to really kind of get to them before uh, the rest of the world can, you know, and the and before all these thoughts come through their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can talk on that forever, but I'm going to move on. So that really started this kind of snowball effect for me really having that desire to just be skinny. And, you know, to me now, that doesn't make sense. To me, I want to be strong. I want to be healthy. I want to be athletic. Um, But that lasted for a long time. And through the ages of, you know, 12, 13, 14, on to about 17 and 18, I really struggled with food. I tried all the fad diets. Um, I was an extreme exerciser. Like I would run six to 12 miles a day because I assumed that that's what I needed to do. Um, to be skinny. And it really, it didn't lead to any happiness, JC. I mean, I think that you can understand that it didn't lead to any kind of confidence.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So when God actually placed it on my heart to utilize it for his glory was when I was 19. Um, That's when I found weightlifting. And I actually found it through Instagram. Um, And, you know, I saw these women that were strong and athletic and They just seemed so very confident and um, comfortable with themselves. And you know, I looked at them and I said, if if they can do that, what more can I do with the modesty that God has placed on my heart? Um, And you know, going to the gym at first when I was nineteen was um, nerve wracking, going in a skirt. But I learned, and I went, and through that and through working with God, I really found that confidence that I was looking for. And it only came through God. Don't get me wrong, but it also came through knowing that. Um, I was not only strong spiritually, but I was strong physically, and I could do anything for the church that they needed me to do. Because at the time, we were home missions. We still kind of are. And we were the only bodies that <laughs> anyone had around to, you know, set up the sound and to move massive van uh, seats out of the vans and, you know, pick up people and help the elderly and move around wheelchairs. And so um, that's really when I was about 19. There was, God was like, hey, there's so much more to what you're doing. Like, this is not just for you to look how you want to look. And um, that's when everything turned around for me.
0: Wow. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that story. It's very sad that we, as a culture, as a society, at least here in America, we are exposed very young to how we look and right. to just having those thoughts about how we appear and what other people perceive of us. And I remember as a child just being so self-conscious because I was that skinny girl. And you would think, you know, well, you're skinny, so you have it easy. But it doesn't matter. Everybody is going to pick on you for something. And I got picked on because I was skinny. And I remember being really, really young. And it was the first time I heard someone use the word anorexic. And they were saying it at me. And I remember laughing it off because I had never heard that word before. And when I looked it up later on, I remember just feeling so sad because I didn't see myself that way. But literally from that moment on, I couldn't not see it, you know? And I think it's so important what you're doing and inspiring others to get healthy, but also to seek who they are in God because that is so important. And this world is going to tell you so many things. And that actually kind of goes into what I wanted to know is there are a lot of young girls that listen to the podcast and there are a lot of women of all ages. And what would you say to somebody who right now is feeling just so insecure about themselves, maybe about their weight or their image? They're just not feeling good about how they look. And I just kind of want to want you to take a minute and like speak to them right now what would you say to that person
1: so first you know I think you can relate to this I think that people assume that everyone has it all together and um, you know that the people that we see on Instagram um, whether they're dressed nice or whether they always look put together or they you know their smile beams confidence they assume that none of us struggle and the truth is we're all falling short at many things in our lives and we all are fallible, um, and have emotions that are forever changing. And so, you know, for me, um, I am, I am confident in who I am, JC. Like I am confident in the, in the person that God made me. And I'm only confident in who I am because of who he is. Um, but there are things that I work through now that I never imagined that I would be working through. Um, because, you know, at 19 when I started weightlifting and I um, really worked with God on a God confidence on confidence in so many different realms, not just um, how you look and how you walk, it's how you speak and how, you know, how you pray and how you pray for others and all of that. Um, So confidence wasn't something that came natural for me. And I think that if we do have confidence, Um, kind of like walking out of the womb, like if we do have confidence in school and confidence in any way, shape or form, I think that it's more of a worldly confidence. It's based on how you look and how you feel, Um, which is not to say that's a bad thing. But you know, if you're feeling extra snazzy one day, um, you'll, you'll feel more confident. But I think that a lot of young women don't realize that to have true confidence in who God made you and the steps that you take and being sure-footed in your decisions and just knowing really who you are in God—that um, that takes time. That takes a relationship with God. And so, I would say to someone who is feeling insecure about their weight or image is first of all, know that you are so much more than that. And I know that sounds so cliche, but I really want whoever is listening to this to stop and and think about that—that that your weight or your image. Does not identify who you are on the inside. And um, to kind of expound further, um, you know, a few months ago, I taught a class at the Esther Conference and it's geared towards younger girls, um, which I mentioned is something that has a special place in my heart. And, um, you know, I was talking to them about confidence and. You know, I asked them, you know, what do you think gives you confidence? And of course, I was hit with like an array of of things like, you know, having my hair done and all of these, um, all of these things. And while that can be true, I think that, you know, for me, my confidence started with a process of working with God. But what really solidified it is knowing that I can walk into a room or a church and do anything for them, not only spiritually, mentally and emotionally, but also physically So my confidence came from God, but it also came from uh, physical strength. And when we're talking about weight and image, I think people can get really get caught up in the numbers on the scale and really get caught up about, um, you know, how they feel and how they look. And the truth is, is no one's ever going to judge you as harshly as you judge yourself. And what I really want to do instill in those young girls is, you know what, you're not your body weight. But let me tell you something your walk with god and then on top of that having physical strength knowing that you're strong knowing that you can provide knowing that you can take care of yourself and other people um, in so many different realms in so many different ways is what is going to give you that confidence to move past the insecurity about how you look or how I, or what your weight is and instead of having these individual daily struggles about weight or image you can have these, you know, weeks and months and years of walking on this plane of confidence, like walk just a steady plane of confidence that doesn't waver daily. And of course, we're going to have things that come in and out of our lives that are going to maybe shake it up a bit. But when you have that sure-footed foundation of, you know what, I can do this, like I can do this spiritually, I can do this physically, I can do this mentally, emotionally, I can counsel that girl on this subject, because I've been through that, I can, you know, help move the the church equipment because I am physically strong. And I can do this spiritually because I have that walk with God. Those things are going to severely outweigh our insecurities about weight or image. And I hope that makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. Because you're strengthening a part of yourself that wasn't strong before. And so you're kind of you're kind of serving the part of yourself that will serve other people. I love that. love the way you put that. <laughs> so I know you're an advocate, obviously, for wellness, not only physically, but also mentally as well. And you've been sharing a lot of posts lately about mental health. And I love that because I also, I love discussing that topic, especially today in the church. And I think we need more of it. Yeah. I also noticed a lot of people resonated with that and that just, that just shows me that we all are thinking kind of the same things, but we need to start talking about it together. Right. So I think sometimes we feel ashamed of the state of our mental health. So can you share how you feel about that? The topic of mental health um, and how maybe our feelings and how we deal with it as a church and as a body of Christ. Yeah. Um, you know, it breaks my heart to see
1: so many people and. Especially Christians and especially um you know, pillars in the church right now, going through so many hard times, <clears throat> especially mentally. and um, you know, I think I think some of the older generation has the tendency to say, "Well, all of this stuff just came around. It must be the devil. It must be this or be that because you know, so many more people are coming out with with this topic and being more aware of it. And I you know to that, I would say you're not alone. like, whoever's listening to this, if you are going through it, if you're feeling a certain way, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling oppressed, if you're um, down in the dumps, if you can't get out of bed, if you can't see the light of day from underneath the comforter of your bed, I want to tell you that you're not alone. Um, I'm very open about this topic on uh, my Instagram. And, you know, I think that part of the stigma around this comes from not being educated on the topic. And so um, I think you know, it's an uncomfortable subject for some people, but I think it's also an uncomfortable subject for some of the older generation and it's nothing against them. I think it just has to do with what they're comfortable with. And there's so many topics now that are emerging, not just mental health, that they do feel uncomfortable with. Um, and, and if you were raised in that environment or whatever it is, I think that you're going to feel slightly uncomfortable because it's something new. Mm -hmm. And so with that, um, you know, I think that we can really take from what we failed at in the past, even as a country, even as a whole, even as a government. If we fail to recognize our failures in the past, then history repeats itself. And there's a lot of things in history that we don't want to repeat. And that's not just going for the U.S., that's going for Christianity and um, being Christ-like, being, being the, the hands and the feet of Jesus. So, with that, um, I think that we can do a lot better in educating. And so part of the reason that this is a taboo subject for Christians is um, a lot of times depression or, um, you know, mental health that is kind of on the rocks is viewed as a spirit. And, um, you know, the devil definitely has his games and he definitely has ways of making us feel defeated, which is natural um, in everyday life and if you are starting a church it's natural to feel defeated at times you know maybe the church isn't growing and and I'm speaking from my heart because we are home missions and it is like a foreign world in Tampa Florida Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, you know those things are natural but I'm talking about things that are removed from from the natural things in life from being depressed about a death um, in the family or a death of a close one or Um, even a death of a business, um, and things like that. I'm talking about things that are removed from that, and when you start stigmatizing those things that are so far removed from the natural occurrences in life, then things start to get dangerous, and this may be a little bit deep, but I think that we can do so much better. I don't think that another life has to be lost because of the stigma around mental health, um, especially within the Christian world. I don't think that, I think we are severely doing a misjustice to, to those that are losing their life, even within the realm of Christianity, even within the realm of truth. And I don't think that we have to lose another pastor's wife, another pastor's son, um, another person, you know, struggling with homosexuality and the depression that comes along with it, but yet they want to live right. And all of these things that surround that, um, you know, I think that we can do so much better jC. I, I really think that we do so with those things that are removed from the natural occurrences in life, from the natural ups and downs you know' there's a, there's a lot of evidence there's a lot of evidence that shows that these are chemical imbalances and my parents are in the science world. Um, my dad is a biogeneticist and an immunologist, and my mom is a microbiologist and these are things that they 've worked with and they 've seen firsthand and now, the only thing that I can say is, how can you explain postpartum depression? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a chemical imbalance. Um, and that being said, there's so many other things in 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 the mental health world that are chemical imbalances. And there's a lot of things that we can do for it, and there's a lot of ways that we can work through it. But the one thing that I want people to understand is that you're not alone, and it's nothing to be ashamed of, because it's something that we can work through. And it's something that we can be aware of and it's something that we can find together and say, Hey, you know what? We can get through this together. And you know, the last thing that I'll say about that is that Jesus could heal anyone, absolutely anyone of anything. We know that he's the master healer, but he had a physician on his team. He had a doctor on his team. And just like any other part of our body, our our minds are something that we need to take care of as
0: well. Right. Yeah. You have some very good information that I think we all needed to hear. And even though we may, in the back of our minds, know this, it's something that um, we need to bring to the forefront and really discuss. And, And I'm really glad that we are talking about that today because it is so important for everybody to understand that things happen. Like you said, chemical imbalance. When I had my second child, I definitely... Uh, Experienced postpartum depression. And I am not at all a depressing type person. I'm a very positive, uplifting, just um, my head is always in the clouds and, you know, just a smiley, happy-go-lucky pers- person. And it was definitely a shift in my personality. And it right. was something to be looked at, you know, at that time. And, you know, there's just so many things that I think we are more aware of now With the technology and that we have opportunities to have these discussions And that's really I think where we need to start is just talking about it Not being alone not shutting the world off But finding someone that they could they could talk to that we could talk to about this I think that's really important in light of that just one other thing on that kind of topic is, you know, in response to
1: people who may come up to you, and I'm not talking about you, JC, I'm talking about you, the listener, is if you don't understand it, that is so okay. You know, if it's something that you've never gone through, that is wonderful. But, you know, I a preacher told said one time, um, and this is kind of the old school mentality that, you know, we're talking about right now, and this is a harder subject to talk about. but you know, he said, the people who are down in the dumps, people who are depressed, they're just too lazy to get up and pray through it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and don't get me wrong, prayer is such a big part. I think, you know, that of keeping our sanity and um, helping us through it. But um, like I said, God can hold anyone, but he had a physician on his team. So, you know, the answer to someone who is going through it or to someone who comes up to you and needs to talk about it, the first thing, you know, you can pray with them, but the first thing out of your mouth shouldn't be like, well, you need to to get out of bed, you know, or you need to go pray or, you know, this or that. And just saying, you know what, I may not understand you, but I'm going to listen. I understand that you even talking is going to be therapeutic for you. Um, and then we can pray together, like, and I'm going to be here for you. And so I think that our responses as people as a whole, um, could really take on a next level if we just thought about what we were going to say before um, we approach these subjects with people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, and I think when we say to people who are experiencing things like that, when we say those generic, well, you just need to pray through it, or you just need to do this, or you just need to do that, when you use that word just, you know, you just need to, It's almost making it seem like the power is in our own hands, that we are the cause of it, like it's our fault. And when you're going through something like that, we don't need any more shame. We don't need any more guilt. We don't need any more of the bricks on our shoulders because that is why we are feeling so weighed down. We need, like you said, hey, I don't understand. Can I just listen to you? Can I just pray with you? Can I just sit next to you? We don't always have to have a generic answer for everything. Prayer obviously, yes, we need it. Yes, Jesus can heal. There are so many things we know. These are these are things we know. We know scripture, we know the word. But when somebody is going through such a dark time, sometimes they just need a little bit of compassion and saying I don't know what you're going through, but I'm going to try to understand you right now. I love that you mentioned that because it's so, so important. Now, I know you use, you know, social media to share a lot of fitness tips. And I just want to know, is there one thing that we can do to improve our mental health on our own? Like what's one thing that we should be doing if we feel like we need improvement there?
1: So the biggest simplest answer that I can give for that is to be aware. Um, be aware of yourself, your mental state, be aware of others, but also be aware of of the things that we can do to help. Um, there's many natural things that we can do. Um, and some of them are as simple as going on a walk and know that's not gonna fix all of your problems. But on my darkest days and um, on the days where I really couldn't get out of bed, the biggest thing that I accomplished was going on a walk. And you know what? It made me feel like I was doing something. (laughs) So, you know, there are are a whole slew of things that we can really work on. And it all comes down to awareness, you know, that we can really focus on just to be able to keep a level mental state. And we shouldn't be reactive with this. We should be proactive. We should kind of have foundations set to really be able to guard against the things in life and whether it's situational depression, whether it's simply because, you know, something happened or, um, you know, with the fit of gym, it's not been cupcakes and rainbows. It's been a lot, a lot of downtime um, counting my losses. And, but instead of being reactive, I I was already aware before I started this, I was so aware that it was, I'm able to be proactive. I'm able to set boundaries in place, um, you know, with the business and with talking to people and mentoring people, I'm able to set boundaries in place and be proactive about knowing what's going to impact my mental health. Um, and along those lines, you know, I take time at night to write down the things I'm grateful for. I do a brain dump. I, um, literally will dump everything onto a a paper um, everything that's on my mind, whether I'm stressed about something, whether I feel like I need to do something, whether I'm um, feeling down about a certain situation, whatever it is, whether I have someone on my heart to pray for, whatever it is, I dump it all out. Like there's no rhyme or reason. There's no order. I dump it out. And then I can take all of those thoughts and kind of organize them and say, you know what, if I'm stressed about doing this and this and this, why don't I put that on my to-do list tomorrow or for the next week or for the next month? Um, and then you know, if I've got other things on my heart, things that are weighing me down, things I can separate those out and write them down in a prayer list or um, kind of really just work through all of that. And then I always end those kind of sessions with writing down what I'm thankful for. Um, And I don't stop at just one or two or three. I write as much as I'm thankful for for that day. Um, And usually food is on the list. (laughs) Um, But I take the time to really kind of just work through all the things that kind of hit me that day. Um, I'll meditate on the word of God. I'll um, really just be with God for a little bit. And then, you know, my daily life, I also do things that are proactive. I will take me time. My time in the gym is me time. I do not Instagram. I don't respond to DMs. I, you know, that is me time and sounds so very cliche, but it's so very true. Um, I go on walks. I get plenty of vitamin D. I you know, I fuel myself with not only the foods that I love, but also the foods that I need. And I think that mental health is so multifaceted and we can't just pinpoint it. And it's kind of like what you said before, when, when we say it's, you need to just do this, it, it it places a lot of blame into our hands, but it also is making mental health one way like, oh, it's just prayer or it's just Getting out of bed. No, it's so much more than that. It's a, it's an awareness in your everyday life to really have all of these things in place. So what I would say is be aware. Do things in your daily life that really spark joy, not only in the natural realm but in the spiritual realm. Um, You know, I think that a lot of times um, we can assume that when we're burnt out, we don't have anything left to give in the spiritual realm, but a lot of those things that we can do like praying for someone, making an impact on someone, sending a DM to someone we have on our heart, those will actually refresh us. So um, and that can go so many ways. I can totally dive into that. But you know, I'm gonna give a short list of things that of short things that we can really do. Um, so one of them is, you know, making time for yourself, 20 to 30 minutes a day, whether that twenty to thirty minutes is exercise, whether it's going on a walk, whether it's taking a bath, um, you know, be with friends. If you are feeling low, one of the hardest things to do is getting out of bed, and um, you may not feel like being around people. But you know, you know, on the, maybe on the second or third day of laying in bed, you you really should kind of get out there and be with friends, talk to someone. Um, you know, make sure that you are up to date on your physical. Your your doctor can really test for a lot of imbalances and vitamins and deficiencies. And vitamins will create the symptoms of depression and Obviously, um, imbalanced hormones can do the same. And so those things are, are relatively simple to fix. Um, you know, it's not a one-fix-all, but they're relatively simple to fix. And then, you know, the other thing is, is there are many home type of remedies that you can start out with that will um, that will help produce serotonin. And those are, you know, obviously things that spark joy, but they're also natural supplements that you can take. And these are not in place of, you know, more serious needed medication. If someone is suicidal, this is something that if you are feeling like this, you can just start and see if it helps. So one of them is called Rodolia, um, And it's spelled R-H-O-D and then Rhodolia. And then um, another one is called St. John's Wort. And it's exactly how it um, sounds. And those things, you don't want to use them in tandem, just pick one or the other. St. John's War is for longer term use. Those things are just, they're natural, they're God made, they're things that may just be the thing that you need to kind of dig you out of the pit. And if not, um, you know, you might need to go a little bit further and seek counseling.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that information. It's such an eye opening thing to hear it. And I really appreciate your vulnerability. I think you being vulnerable and open is. Going to be helpful to so many people. And you kind of mentioned that through the Fitted Gem on Instagram. Um, It's been a blessing to you being able to share that information and just share your heart with people on there. And that kind of leads me to the next part. And I want to just, uh, you know, switch gears to something more positive because I want you to share the moment that you realized the Fitted Gem was making a big impact and how did that make you feel? So, um,
1: you know, I've, I've visited a lot of conferences and, um, a lot of DMs. I just adore, adore the people in the community of the fitted gym. I, I could cry when I think about them, um, and all the messages that I get. And, you know, in the beginning it was messages here and there saying, you know, thank you. Um, this post really touched my heart or, girls that were coming through with, um, you know, body image issues or relationship with food issues or um, depression and no one understood them. And then it started to turn into people that, um, you know, were on my page that maybe weren't even Christian or some of them were Christian and God had started working through them about modesty and they would come and, you know, ask, do you mind if I ask why, you know, God has really started dealing with me, but I don't know why. I don't know the scripture. I don't know, um, you know, why this is even on my heart and if it's something that even, even should do. And then it, um, and then it turned into more, it turned into finding churches for them to go to. And, um, so that was kind of the small moments that started to add up. Um, and, you know, I would go to conferences and, um, I've had, I've had girls tell me that they were about to kill themselves and they read a post or, um, you know, they were about to quit church, and then they write a post, or and, and those kind of things they add up. And I think, I think the moment that really made me realize how far of a reach the Fitted Gym has was at NAYC. Um, a girl came up to me. I was, um, I was on one of the streets right before the conference center, and I was just handing out these adorable little bookmarks that I made, <laughs> um, just something, you know, a little love reminder to these girls and. I was just handing them out and um, a girl came up to me and she, she said, you know, I just wanted to tell you a story of, you know, how the fitogen has really touched lives beyond what I think that you could even imagine. And she, you know, she said there was a girl in her hometown that was not even Christian of any sort that came across my page. And um, she really noticed me and noticed my stance of modesty and kind of just noticed, I guess, the realness. It's not I really, um, put an emphasis on not sugarcoating things, not being a fake Christian, not, um, not making it appear as if everything was okay. And just because you have God, your life is just going to run smoothly. Yeah. Um, and she really resonated with that. And, um, she had been praying like, you know, God, I don't even really know who you are, but this girl is, um, something that I want to be. This girl is something that I want to know more about. I want to know the fit of gems, God and, um, she ran into somebody at a grocery store from a local church there and they invited her to church. And, um, you know, the girl that had found my page, she was like, well, there's this girl that I follow that dresses like you, but the truth is I, I don't want to go to a church that's different than hers. I don't know anything about God. I don't know anything about Christianity, but I know that I want the fitted gems God. I want her God. And if you're not it, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. And um, the girl that had invited her said, you know, wait, this is the fitted gem. Um, you know, we, we know her, we follow her. And, um, she is, she is like us. she has the truth. She, you know, she's the epitome of what we embody in Christ, like what we are. And, um, that girl went to church and got the Holy ghost and got baptized in Jesus name and is living for God now because of that. And, uh, that's just something I think that JC, we think our impact is on Christians. Like we are, we're, well, of course we're here to spread the gospel, but we think that our largest audience is to help Christians through life. And, but I think that we can forget that there's so many people outside of that that are looking at us. And that's, that was the moment when she said that I, I like, I started tearing up. That was the moment that I was like, this is God. This is a God thing. This is not me.
0: Leah, that's absolutely incredible and you are right. We are reaching so many people from all walks of life and this is kind of what we've been talking about. God is not afraid of social media if we would just let him lead us, you know, and use it as a tool and thank you for sharing that. That's so encouraging to the rest of us. And hopefully to those out there who, you know, if you're thinking about starting a page, if you're thinking about sharing your modesty journey or whatever's on your heart that God is putting on your heart, seriously, do it. We need more of you. We need more of us together as a community. And just think about all the content that's out there. And we keep talking about, you know, a lot of negative. So let's be the positive, you know, let's put stuff out there. I mean, just the fact that she said, I want to know the fitted gems God, like that's amazing. I love that Yeah, blew my mind. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Leah, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. It has been such a pleasure. Um, Please take a minute to share where we can find you on social media and see everything that you offer through the fitted gem. JC, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure and an honor to
1: talk with you today. Um, So I'm on Instagram, it's at Gym, and Gym is G-E-M, and I'm also, um, I have a website, it's thefittedgym.com, and a Facebook, and you can hit me up, DM me, we'll have fun, we'll be friends. Um, I've also got a lot of new stuff coming, and um, it's big, JC. I am so excited about the opportunities that God has really just let me have. And um, I am just so excited about the things that are coming. So you guys keep a lookout for that. And you can stay tuned on the Fitted Gems Instagram.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories? Tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries. It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune in to future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeministries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up beautiful.